When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Liam, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Thank you, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Exciting times for you. A whole new part of your life starts up again. Yeah, it's been terrific. I probably didn't believe people when they said it's like starting starting at school again, but um, it's pretty similar. Um, had to make a few new friends and uh, say goodbye to a few old ones, but no, nah, it's been terrific. How do you win them over at training? Uh, oh, it's pretty easy for me. I think um, put your head down, shut up for a while and uh, and let the respect um, be earned that way. I don't think you get anywhere by talking the talk before you walk the walk. So, yeah, I think that was that was my focus going in. Ross was pretty clear with me about what he wanted to see and, and yeah, I, I think I showed it. And how hard you train, obviously, is an issue and you must have been training pretty hard to get the list spot, but um, how hard is this training summer being given it's a new club and you got a new coach in Ross Lyon yeah it's been um, it's been interesting obviously when you move to a different club there are different philosophies with um, with the high performance staff um, I think for me this has been my toughest pre-season yet I haven't missed a session but um, Ross sort of challenged me to go to a new level um, in terms of my running capacity and particularly with my power stuff so um, I've definitely had a big body of work but um, I feel all the better for it are you playing tomorrow, and where will you play if you are playing? Um, I'll sort of be split a little bit. Um, we've trialled um, centre bounces and a few of that stuff um, in the midfield, but I think I'll start off half-back, and, um, and if we require it, I'll go inside. But I think that's got to be earned as well, that midfield time. So, um, yeah, I'll earn my stripes first and, and hopefully progress in there eventually. Can you feel the vibe from the other players who have been at St Kilda for a while but are reinvigorated by having the fresh eyes of a new coach? Yeah, certainly. Um, it's a pretty fun place to be at the moment. Um, I know what it can be like, um, you know, losing a, a few games at Carlton. Um, I know how the season can get. And, and from what I've heard, this is, you know, the best it's been in a few years for some of the older boys. So um, it's really invigorating for me too. Um, I think it'd be hard if you came into a new environment and everyone was a bit down and out so um, no I think everyone's enjoying it a lot we've had a good injection of youth as well which is which is always fun um, the first year has been pretty good value too so yeah everyone's pulling in the same direction which has been terrific so far and it is a work in progress because even the forward line now Max King Tim Membry we're kind of working out whether I mean a Josh Battle could be pushed forward uh, where's Zane Cordy going to play so there's all that in the mix that we can't wait to see tomorrow yeah yeah I think um, probably at some stage we had to learn to play without Max. I think if you get too reliant on one player, um, it can get you into a bit of strife down the line. But I think Machito Owens is the one who surprised me the most. Um, his competitive work, he plays well above his, above his weight grade. So, yeah, it's been really interesting to watch a couple of those boys sort of take that opportunity with both hands and, and rip it out of um, someone else's grasp, I guess. Can you tell me where Zane Cordy's going to play and who might be switched forward? Um. It's probably a better question for match committee. I think I've I've seen Zane do a little bit of forward time. I'm I'm not sure how it'll work on the weekend. I know Mitchie's been doing a lot of work out of the square. Um, yeah, it's probably a wait and see for me as well, I guess. And 
the kind of footy, the brand of footy from the Saints. Uh, Ross had this old style of being uh, a defensive first coach, but we're not expecting that from him. How are you seeing the, the ball movement side that you've practised? Um, it's pretty electric. Um, we've done a few match team sessions and uh, it's been pretty hot. So I think um, Ross has sort of come in and, and analysed the list um, however he saw fit. And I think he's identified a different way of playing, which is, you know, we're going to go quick and we're going to try and challenge defences as much as possible. Um, I think a set defence in the AFL now is the hardest thing to break through. So uh, we're kind of pulling with, with sort of what the Premiers look like and um, what the changing game has looked like the last few years. Um, but it's been a lot of fun to play. Um, we're all encouraged to take risks and sort of take the game on um, if possible. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been super exciting to try and play at it. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun so far. And I watched a bit of Geelong's pre-season. I spoke to Jack Scrimshaw yesterday from the Hawks talking about that half-back instinct to just go when you get it, if you get the turnover, to just go and take off. I have noticed that, well, I think, and he kind of confirmed that you kind of go to what the opposition are giving you. So if the space is inside, you just go inside and take on the space. But if it's outside, you go outside. Have you got any rules or is it all left to your decision-making process? Um, I think with the boys who have played a bit of footy, um, particularly Jack Sinclair, um, you can sort of get a read off those guys. But some of the mantra as well is if you take whatever they're giving you, they have to defend that as well. They're not letting teams... I know a lot of teams try and push you towards the boundary and corral you out there. Like, you're going to take the corridor, they've got to protect that a bit more and you get a bit more space out there as well. Um, I think that's kind of the, the theory behind it is wherever the space is... is if you can use it to the best of your advantage, you challenge the defence in different ways to what they're prepared for. Which I've seen Geelong use that outside space, use the boundary. If that's what, if teams are going to block up the corridor and not have anyone out there, then why in the hell don't you use it? You can still move it quickly out there. Yeah, exactly. I think they've been the best example I've seen in the last couple of years of really challenging defences. Um, and with that said, um, I think some of Geelong's late-game tactics as well, going more corridor and challenging defences that way as well, has been really, really fruitful for them, as we saw in the final series last year. Hey, uh, Cal, other issues that are floating around. Would you be in favour of a mid-season trade period? How would that have affected you if it was there last year? Um, I'm not sure if I'd have been in favour of it. I, I was really enjoying my time at Carlton last year, um, even though I, I did um, get delisted at the end of the season. I think the interesting thing to go through is who can be traded um, and how much play, power the players have versus the teams have. Um, I think a lot of that would be very hard to nut out and it would probably take a few years to really get a clear definition on what the trade period's for. I can definitely understand it for the clubs who are trying to challenge and for sort of sell as well at clubs as well to, to get a bit more than maybe what players are worth. Um, I can see the pros and cons, but um, to be honest, I hope it never really affects me. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. No, you uh, hopefully have a long career there. I'm sure you saw the press when Stephen Silvani came out and uh, was a supporter of yours saying, or Carlton was a bit, I think his quote about there being in turmoil. You had three coaches in four years, so it was a bit of a hindrance to your preparation. How did you read that and and is it difficult when you have a, a tumultuous time as a young player at a new club? Um, oh, look, it's certainly difficult. I think um, I, I definitely struggled with a lot of the people involved in drafting me uh, finished up at the club at the end of my first year and um, probably just felt a lack of support, which, you know, at the time, 
was quite naive of me to think. I only really had to go and search for it. And I, I found that in my third and fourth year. I think to suggest that's the reason why I got delisted is um, probably the easy way out for me. To be honest, I had a pretty injury-laden pre-season and I was in a contract year and I didn't play to standard. Um, footy's a tough game and, and that's kind of what happens to people who don't play up to standard. Um, you don't survive. So, yeah, I, I think as difficult as, as it was, um, it mightn't have been the reason I eventually got delisted either. So how tough has that been in your own mind to just own it? You just owned it pretty well then. Um, was that something you had to reconcile over time? Uh, yeah, certainly. I think um, I sort of went through a, a period of... Um, oh, I, I think when your ego gets challenged, particularly as footballers, and you know we're used to being the best in our field, um, I think certainly for me I found it challenging. And I guess the biggest thing that helped me was having gone through the year I went through in 2020, I've learned to think things through a little bit better and a little bit more productively. And um, I got away and, and thought about the pros and cons and what kind of opportunity I had in front of me and, and whether I really wanted it. And that's kind of fueled my year this year and, and given me a lot of motivation, but um, no, certainly challenging. Um, I found that three months without a football club to be the most difficult of my career without a doubt. And the fact that you know, has it made you better getting through it? Does it? Are you a better or wiser player now? Yeah, certainly. I think um, I'm very aware that it's a role game. And I think at the time, I, I probably didn't understand um, all of the reasoning behind being off the list. But um, I think more than anything, it was the mindset change. So to be invigorated, to be back on a list and understand the opportunity you're given. Not that I didn't understand the opportunity beforehand, but... Um, yeah, just the respect to the career I've um, been lucky enough to have started and, and hopefully finished a long time. Got a few texts coming through, Liam. Uh, geez, this kid speaks well. Not a Saints fan, but genuinely hope he has a long and fruitful career. It has been great to, to hear you own it and talk in depth about a couple of the issues in, in footy and your life and your move to the Saints. So I really appreciate it, Liam. Thanks for coming on and good luck. We'll be watching you tomorrow. Thank you, mate. Thanks very much.